Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to a brand new week and a brand new edition of the Sea Report. I hope everyone is having a great evening tonight. Hope what was that? Oh, <laughs> hopefully you guys are having a great Monday and you had a great weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of you guys can vouch for me. I had a pretty good weekend, a pretty good weekend, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you guys did too. Oh, whoops. I'm like, what? A few days behind on that? I told you guys, my, my timelines are never straight, but we get them there eventually. We get them there eventually. Okay. A little bit better. It is now the 26th, a shiny new Monday. Uh, for those of you who wish to see Monday in such a way, I uh, just want to say howdy to Aurelius Locke <laughs> over in uh, the Foxhole app. We were having a little pre-show chat. Yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes I'm early enough to actually just kind of sit here <laughs> and wait for the show to start. Uh, and sometimes I'm running quite, quite behind. But uh, these things happen in the world of uh, unprofessional live streaming. So I'm glad that you all uh, um, are okay with that. I appreciate that. Anyways, yes, hope you're having a great Monday, Aurelius. Hope everyone else out there in the foxhole, the Twitch, and also in Trovo are having a great Monday as well. Very hot Monday today uh, here in the state of Texas. Very sunny, very sunny indeed, but I'll take it for now. Hey, Joy for Trump, how are you doing? Hope you're having a good afternoon. Uh, not working or lurking. Well, you're doing something, Joy for Trump. <laughs> you are doing something. But welcome aboard, my friend. All right. Uh, yes, so uh, very, very, very eventful weekend, of course. Uh, uh, what with all the shows and also with 20... Uh, turning Point Action, the uh, Election Integrity Rally over in Arizona. There was a lot to be done this weekend. Boy, sometimes I don't realize how much my uh, my age is catching up with my body, I guess you could say. Ooh, man, because I get wiped pretty quick. Hey, Don S., how you doing over there in the chat? Good to see you, my friend. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, get wiped pretty quick. I think it was on... God, it must have been Sunday, maybe. I slept in. I slept in. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't get to do that too often, so it was actually quite nice. Um, uh, but, you know, it's like they say, if you sleep sleeping past noon, it's, uh, it's almost like your whole day's gone, unless you're staying up until four in the morning. Which uh, I seem to be doing a little bit more lately than I have not. Um, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> at the same time, uh, most definitely something that uh, I try not to do too often. Usually around about three o'clock, that's my limit. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, well past the witching hour by 3 a.m. And I've already developed into quite the pumpkin once that happens. So, you know, you know how it goes. Hey, Deplora, Laura, how you doing over there? Uh, Deplora says they got rain uh, early in the a.m. in California. Yep, loved it. Hello, Mr. C. <laughs> rain is always nice. Um, I don't know, like, uh, I'm not the kind of person that gets uh, down on gray days. I like overcast days. I like them when they're cool overcast days. Uh, and if there's a little rain and, you know, it creates that kind of ambiance throughout uh, the, uh, you know, the environment and the background and the scenery, well, that's great for just, you know, like, you know, me time. <laughs> Me time that I quite enjoy. Foxy Lady, Gary Flessner, I see you guys coming on in. 
Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome. Uh, yes, so as I was saying, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, great, great weekend. Um, a lot of you all out there in the chat was with us, were with us. A lot of you all were with us. A lot of you all was, uh, sorry, grammar. Um, were, were with us uh, on Saturday to uh, watch President Trump's speech over in Phoenix, Arizona at the Turning Point Action um, uh, event that was held there. Pretty good event. Pretty good event. Uh, we talked a little bit about it on Saturday night. Now, granted, uh, you know, I guess I guess it is safe to say you never know where a Mr. C in the dark show will go. Um, but <laughs> Saturday night, we were all over the place. So what we'll be doing this uh, this evening, ladies and gentlemen, is we'll be um, doing a few little highlights and touch points um, from Turning Point. Uh, I mean, least of all for those who were, um, were who were not able to be present or most of all for those who are not able to be present, as kind of backwards, uh, but also, you know, uh, so this way anyone who's checking out the podcasts and stuff like that, they might be able to check it out too. So now I also spent the day yesterday um, uh, um, uh, refreshing my podcast station over there at anchor.fm. Now, if you guys want to subscribe to the Mr. C show or the C report, on any 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 podcast station, whichever is your preference, you are more than able to, unless it's iHeart. But I don't know if people really listen to iHeart Radio for podcasts and stuff. You know what I mean? But we're not on iHeart, but the C Report is on basically every other major podcasting station. You know, most people tend to have like, you know, like the uh the Android uh podcast or the Android app for that, or they have Google or they have uh the iPhone version or they have Spotify, um, you know, uh, but we are on all of those. So I would encourage it uh, already. Uh, God, I didn't realize how far behind I was on that. Actually, uh, I was, I think, north of 10 episodes. So uh, we're about caught up on that. If anyone wants to go back and listen to it. Now, that is the station's address right there. Anchor.fm slash the C report. Um, and every time you listen, uh, you know, it does help out the C report and the channel um, uh, immensely because, you know, uh, it does help. <laughs> there is a, uh, there is some income that comes through that. So, you know, share it, share it with your friends. Uh, maybe someone doesn't know a, a lot about what's going on in current events. Maybe someone's just on the verge of swallowing that red pill. Maybe someone's coming out of their blue pill coma and they need some uh, good, uh, you know, commentary and current events updating and upkeeping send the C report their way, send it to that aunt that just doesn't want to hear it. But you know, you know that she should send it to that mom or that child that's, you know, just hell bent on voting Democrat. And maybe with the magic of the C report, no, just kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness. What am I saying? Uh, yeah, but you share that out and just to let you guys know. So we're almost caught up. I mean, idealistically, these would be updated every show. Who knows? Maybe. Well, actually, no. I have some. I have some appointments to keep after the show tonight. So actually, I should not be going on so long right now. But what can I say? It was a good weekend. Um, it was fun hanging out with the family as well as uh, you know uh, just 
listening to the words of our president, you know, hearing what he said. So, yeah, we'll do a few highlights from him. Not too many, because uh, most of us got to see it. But just some things I thought were worth mentioning, uh, as well as in case you didn't notice. Now, we actually did recap the entire incident that happened with that Michelle Ugenti Rita individual. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a little bit more. We're actually going to talk a little bit about her tonight since she is a rhino scented senator and it is rhino hunting season uh, all around. So we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a closer look at Michelle Ugenti Rita, especially since she went ahead and became a fascist and uh, started calling cops on journalists and press which is a big no-no. I mean, if it weren't bad enough that she were hypocritically standing at an election integrity rally when she killed the bill for election integrity in the state of Arizona, she had to go and call the cops on the press. Who does this woman think that she is? And why does she think that she belonged at the Turning Point Action Conference in Arizona? It is beyond me and I will never understand, but we'll take a little bit of a look at that. We'll also take a look at Miss Carrie Lake because after all, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of Carrie Lake here in Foxhole, if it's just because Carrie Lake seems kind of cool. We'll, uh, we'll take a little bit of a look at Carrie Lake. Uh, she is currently running for governor in the state of Arizona. You know, I mean, really, guys, with as much action that has been going on in Arizona and uh, with all the news that I've been following there, I mean, the C report might as well be a love letter to Arizona. Uh, but we will be talking a lot about Arizona tonight. And then we will also be touching on some of uh, the COVID stuff. Believe it or not, you know, we don't talk about it all the time. But when we do, we talk about it. <laughs> okay. So anyways, before we get too long winded, let's go ahead and do a quick recap of last weekend's chat. Now, obviously this is going to be from, um, Friday evening. Okay. Friday evening. Uh, we're, we won't recap the chats from Mr. C in the dark, although I'm sure those are fun, especially Saturday nights. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, we don't, we don't got all the time in the world for those types of things. So, uh, this is what we're going to do. We had a, we had a, uh, we had a nice, a nice package of a chat recap for last Friday. And, uh, that's what we's going to do. All right. From the C report, we had one, two, three, SKG looking up Aurelius Locke, pilled by the rabbit, Sonia, JHC, angel wings to speak uneasy in the house. Uh, one, two, three, SKG, and looking up, came bearing gifts of refreshments. We had a gold pill can and a gold pill cookie. The Texan was hanging out. Philly Q was also in the house. Christine C. Angel Wings says, a lot is going on in Canada, too. You know, Angel Wings, I don't know, honestly, what's going on in Canada. Um, they don't make the headlines that often as far as international news goes. And um, I don't know anyone that can tell me about what's going on in Canada. Although Just V did recommend someone. Hey, Just V, I was just talking about you uh, here on the Foxhole Networks. And guys, I am so I still have not found the time, but eventually I will. I promise. Uh, but yes. OK, so, uh, yeah, you know, maybe I should just, you know, maybe I should do something like that. Maybe I should do like one day a week, like nothing but international stories since i mean we need international stories i mean america is basically the hinge of everything that's going on in this world right now i mean when hasn't it been in the last 250 years right but but big but stacy abrams but 
we still need to know about our brothers and sisters around the world and especially the neighbors that are closest to us. Um, it, it's interesting what you can find, you know, if you can find anything, of course, I mean, I guess it would depend on how corrupt the government um, of those countries are uh, about how much news will get out. Now, interesting enough, uh, there is um, there's a paper out of Syria, uh, a journal, and man, that is that is an interesting uh, uh, news and current events uh, um, uh, publication that they put out. Now you're like, Syria, what are you talking about, Mr. C? Um, uh, because, you know, it's the language that they put into the paper, you know, the language that they use, their journalists use and stuff like that. Like whenever I've read that paper, I don't remember what it's called right off the top of my head, but it sounds like we're going to start doing an international day here at the Sea Report. Um, uh, whenever I've read that paper and they talk about uh, the United States government, they literally refer the Biden administration as the Biden regime. And they refer to the Biden administration as the Biden junta that took over the United States of America by way of a coup. Now, what other what other publication or country out there is saying stuff like that in their own public journal? Not many, if any, my friends, not many, if any, but yet you have a paper out of Syria who's calling it like it is, which is pretty crazy. And yet uh, uh, all of the politicians, rhinos included, are all hell bent on regime change in that country. Now, I don't know left from right of what's going on with Bashir al-Assad over there in uh, Syria. Now, I've had my ideas, concepts, theories about that entire situation, but I would have to look more into it, especially because we here in the States, indeed any of us around the world who are beholden to this, uh, what, six-headed media corporation beast that controls everything, um, we're all fed one story, and we don't even know if that's a fact. Like, we don't even know if that's 100% what's going on. We're just, we're being told, you know, babies and incubators are on the floor. We're being told that they're gassing their people. We're being told that the people say that it's been rigged. And yet, how could we ever really verify that? Um, but, uh, you know, other than to be there or other than to speak their language or other than to know the in and outs of that country's politics. So, you know, I, like I said, I've had my theories on what's going on in Syria. Um, but I, I, I tend to lean more to the point that uh, the United States is trying to commit regime change over there and uh, trying to just mess with a nation for its sovereignty in the disguise of, uh, uh, ironically and hypocritically enough, human rights and then also democracy. I mean, and that's what the uh, regime here in the United States is uh, missing the most. Like, no human rights here, guys. No democracy. It's all a show. It's all a show. Anyways, Angel Wings also says, all the Cubans fleeing should come here and exchange for the liberal communists we have can go to Cuba. I agree with that 100%. Angel Wings, I believe that if you're a communist here, why not just uh, trade places? <laughs> it's like trading spaces. Cubans for communists. America to Cuba. Like, why don't we just do that? Why don't we just have a Cuban communist uh, exchange program 
And all the communists here who want to live uh, live in a communist country because to them that's paradise. Now, I don't think that they'd find it too easy to get a hold of their Nikes and their iPhones over in Cuba. But who knows, if they go over there as an honorary American communist, perhaps the communist regime will take them with open arms and allow them to serve in their palaces as toilet scrubbers and stuff like that. And then they can have their iPhones and their iPods. But, you know, they don't even make iPods anymore, do they? Anyways, uh, (laughs) that's a good idea. I'm all for it. Uh, Where do we, where can we get a petition started? (laughs) Oh, joy. Aurelius Locke says, Kansas smiley face. Uh, I don't remember how we were talking about Kansas, to be quite honest with you all. But that does bring to mind Manhattan, Kansas, of course. Now, this is a story that's in and out. Uh, It was first brought to my attention over at Tory Says, but um, since then, it has gone a bit more public. Uh, There are people in Kansas who are actually actively working to bring that to a halt. Now, uh, I believe it was in the... um, I believe it was in one of the uh, uh, the COVID um, like relief bills, you know, where they made all they sent out all the money and all that stuff. That they snuck a provision in there to build a a lab uh, that that is a a bio bio safety level four lab in Manhattan, Kansas, for the purpose of working on um um. Uh, on, uh, for the purpose of working on diseases, viruses, and other such things that can be uh, uh, transferable from animal to human. Would it be gain of function? I don't know. But in a biosafety level four lab, they only have viruses and diseases and the like that have no vaccines, no cures, nothing to do that could stave it off. So if, you know, Dorothy decided to sweep through Manhattan, Kansas and hit this biosafety level four lab in the middle of our beef belt and, you know, pretty damn close to our bread basket, that could spell disaster, that could spell disease, that could spell famine and pestilence for all of the United States of America. And then, of course, because, you know, red tape and bureaucracy and money seem to choke the food supply around the world, I'm pretty sure that the rest of the world would suffer from that too. So anyways, if you guys have not heard about it, look up Manhattan, Kansas Biosafety Level 4 Lab. We did an entire show on it months ago, Um, but that thing is set to be operational by the end of this year. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, what that means is that it has already been constructed. It has already been constructed and they are expecting to have it operational by the end of this year. So there are people in Kansas, from what I understand, that are fighting hard to get that known. They almost built that biosafety level lab here in Texas, actually right in my backyard. Uh, so uh, it's pretty crazy, guys. It's pretty crazy. And uh, that's definitely a cause that would unite many. You know, save the children, uh, stop these uh, COVID mandates, and don't build a biosafety level four Wuhan in the middle of our beef basket. Definitely a cause that unites all sides. Sonia JHC says, HR1 would destroy this country, but they're doing a pretty good job without it. Political prisoners? 
Yes, indeed. That's what we're talking about with HR1. So they could basically legalize all of the fraud and cheating that they did during the 2020 presidential coup election. Uh, that's what that's all about. They're trying to retroactively cover their sins. Yep, that's basically what that is to me. That's what that sounds like to me in a big way. And so uh, I'm glad that we've had several people fight against it. But then, you know, you get people like Michelle Ugenti Rita, who thinks that, uh, you know, election uh, integrity is, is, is just wrong. I mean, apparently she voted for two provisions for election integrity, but uh, she also thought that the uh, audit there in uh, Maricopa County uh, was like pretty not on par either. So I don't know who this woman thinks she is, but we'll talk about her in a little bit. So she says, I'm flipping out that the UN is on our soil. Blue helmets, right? Blue helmets. Uh, I would need to see more of that. Now, I've heard about that before. I've heard about them. I mean, aside from the fact that the United Nations is you know, headquartered in New York City, I, I know you're talking about the blue helmets being on our soil. I'm not sure at what capacity. I would actually have to go look that up and find out. Or you can uh, uh, share spell right there in the chat. If you're with us, Miss Sonia, I have it looked in in just the last few minutes to see. But we'll see what's up. Um, let's see. One, two, three, SKG and uh, Sonia JHC. Where did Castro go? Um, one, two, three says Raul Castro stepped down, retired. He's pretty old. Yes, Raul is. I think the last time they saw him was with uh, Barack Obama at a baseball game in Cuba. <laughs> Just kidding. I think he was seen a little bit after that. But I don't know why I thought he died also, but I don't think he did. Uh, 123 says, I have a Cuban friend who voted for Biden. Hard to understand given her family left Cuba to escape communism. Uh, that's, yeah, that, well, I mean, you know, 123 SKG, I, you know, I guess uh, maybe, maybe your friend um, is just uh, aware of what's on the news. Like maybe they're just like a mainstream media news watcher and, and uh, caught up in the dream that is America. And, and caught up with being part of this new uh, way of living, maybe she just, he or she just didn't see, um, uh, you know, the reality of what's going on. You know, maybe, maybe it's those rose-colored American glasses, you know, uh, that you just want to, you want to be a part of that, uh, that way of life. And so maybe, maybe just not really seeing the whole picture. But one, two, three, SKG, I'm sure, I'm sure if you ever have a word or, you know, share some thoughts with them, uh, maybe they'll be able to really uh, catch the relation between what is going on with this regime, with this junta, that is the illimit, illegitimate pedo Joe uh, a clown circus, uh, and maybe they'll be able to put the two and two together and and. You know, the thing about it is that that could probably be very shocking once someone learns those things uh, and realize those things, because the uh, Cubans that we have seen speaking to the effect of, of trying to get away from communism and the way it's going in America, they're devastated. They're devastated. Uh, Sonia JHC says, uh, I really hope Abbott meets their plane and takes them straight to the Capitol. They won't do jail time, just made to vote. I hope so, too. I just feel like they're not going to call another session by the end of this session. Like they would have to do it like we're having a session on the 9th and the session ends on the 7th or the 8th. And yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I guess I get, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to parlay that as tough talk. Uh, but I mean, it might have just been that, but we'll see what happens. And we'll let you guys know on either Lone Star News or the Sea Report 
what is up with that? Uh, so uh, Sonia is naming uh, Tarrant County, Collin County, and Denton, saying that those were stolen counties. Now, those are counties here in Texas. Now, I'm sure you guys have noticed, if you keep your uh, ears and your eyes to the uh, um, he headlines and current news publications out there on the internet and beyond, uh, that there are a whole bunch of statistics coming out of different states from, uh, was it Captain Keshel? Keshel? and uh, a doctor who have been running stats on uh, the votes um, and what the number should have been, the percentage points by which President Trump should have won, as well as the number of votes that would be associated with that percentage point. Now, this is, uh, I believe I've seen data for, um, I've seen data for Texas, I've seen data for Pennsylvania, Michigan, and a few other states, um, not just the five most contentious states in that regard but um yeah indeed you know like uh that's that's i mean we're not covering that tonight ladies and gentlemen we'll probably cover the texas stuff on saturday um but uh because i mean at this point you know they're calling for um they're calling for an audit in the state of texas you know uh, uh and that looks like it's underway in fact florida just went up today also they're calling for an audit in the state of florida we're not covering that today either but we'll maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow um, when we get a little bit closer to Cuba, right? Anyways, so uh, we'll see what's up with that. Uh, but you know, these uh, these audits, they will continue to be called for. And kind of at the very beginning of all of this, at the very onset, uh, when whenever we were going into the hearings that happened in like December and January um, uh, in regard to um, the election fraud and all the proof in the affidavits, etc., I was like saying, yes, there needs to be an audit in all 50 states. Now, realistically, how would that happen? Would it take, how long would it take? I mean, imagine to get every single state in our nation, in this union, to get us all audited. That would take some time. Um, I don't see that it would be able to be completed by 2022. Um, but I think that there are enough states in motion right now to get something underway in that regard. I think there are definitely enough states and there's enough stuff coming out right now to get that underway um, and to where we can at least seal the deal for 2020 and 2022. But I mean, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't stop auditing. What do you guys think? Do you think that if uh, we do get these elections decertified in states like Arizona and Georgia and one other, and uh, that, that, you know, perhaps the country goes into a revote, you know, or do you think they should just uh, do a new election in the countries that they decertify? Um, what do you guys think? Do you think, uh, do you think that we should, um, we should uh, do a, um, uh, a new election for the entire country or just for the states that are decertifying? Um, and, and if we do get that decertification done and, uh, that basically strips the electors from, uh, the Biden regime, then, um, do we continue to audit all the other states? Uh, do you think that's something that we should do? I kind of feel like we should. I kind of feel like even if, you know, they end up decertifying and stripping the title 
from uh, Pedo Joe. Like, I still kind of feel that uh, maybe we should continue with the audits just so all the naysayers have proof and evidence of exactly what we've been talking about. And so that also we know to what level and to what extent, what tricks, what methods, what, um, what uh, you know, what blueprint did they use to commit the fraud? So, you know, the machines are one thing, and that's definitely something that needs to be done. Now, in regards to the machines, though, I mean, that's probably the biggest piece of the pie. I will stand by my hole puncher. I will stand by my hole puncher. We should just have hole punchers, ladies and gentlemen. We don't need no damn fancy punch card machines. A hole puncher and, uh, you know, a, you know, a, 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 ballot that cannot be counterfeit, a counterproof ballot. How can you go wrong, ladies and gentlemen, with a counterfeit proof ballot and a hole puncher? Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's all we need. We don't need a freaking fancy machine. We don't need anything computerized. All we need is a hole puncher and a piece of paper, okay? <laughs> That's all we need. And people who are willing to count into the wee hours of the night, okay? Like, or just enough people to count and have it done by midnight or something like that, you know, at the latest. Come on, guys, we can do this. Like, it's not hard. Everybody owns a hole puncher. <laughs> Everybody owns a hole puncher, okay? We can do this. All right, okay. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have going on in chat yesterday? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, so Sonia is uh, still talking about Texas and the counties in there uh, because um, uh, Sonia said that the three counties she listed, Tarrant, Collin and Denton, should have gone red. I mean, I believe every state in the union, almost every state in the union went red, but definitely Texas. Right. Um, uh, I mean, we've been red, but still, still, it could be redder. Right. Uh, but she said that those three counties should have been red. And then she said, the only thing about Collin County is we've had a lot of people moving from Democrat states over into their counties. And hey, Katie Man over there at Twitch, how you doing? How are you doing today? Hope you're doing well. Uh, and, and God bless over there in England with all of those uh, COVID things that they're starting to do. I hope you got, we'll be talking about that a little bit later, Miss Katie. Uh, we'll be talking about COVID in the world. And what's going on with their restrictions? But welcome, welcome. Uh, just doing the chat recap. So now uh, let me see where were we at. Yes. Uh, so uh, all the, the Democrat states. Yes. Now that was the same thing that was going on when I was living in Travis County. Um, in Travis County, it was it was like every time I turned my head, I was running into someone that was present from either California or Illinois. Um, or somewhere, uh, another D state, Democrat state, you know, and, uh, but you, mostly it was California. It was mostly California. And, you know, I have nothing against, um, uh, conservative Californians. <laughs> now I have not, but the thing about it is why is it that these people leave their state because it's so far gone from what they once knew and maybe they're not happy with it anymore, but then they try and do the same thing to their new host state. And it's like, you're going to, you're like, you're like locusts. You just go in and you eat out the substance of your people and your, 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 your peers and your government. You just eat the substance out of it and then you move on to your next victim. Like the locusts are coming, guys. Anyways, okay. So uh, let's see what else we had here. 
Um, one, two, three, SKG. I hope the Michiganders will keep the heat on Whitner. Whitmer, uh, it's Wretched Gretchen we're talking about. She is a criminal. I, I believe indeed she is, but you guys probably saw that. Well, you remember we talked about it in our last episode uh, where we were talking about how uh, the DOJ is not going to investigate Wretched Gretchen Whitmer or Freaky Phil Murphy over there. Wait, is it Phil Murphy? Oh, sorry. No, that's New Jersey. Sorry. Tom Wolf, right? He's not. They're not going to investigate uh, pre, uh, Governor Wolf either. Um, and now, now word on the street is, according to a headline I wrote, I wrote, according to a headline that I read, but not an article that I read, um, that uh, Cuomo is also going to be. Yeah, that's right. Nipple rings Cuomo himself. He's also going to have a pass on the human rights violations and the gross abuse and murder of those that were uh, that those that were um, uh, uh, inf- afflicted and killed in the nursing homes by COVID uh, COVID-19 patients who went in there. So that's not a good thing. I'm like, come on. Like, is everyone in the DOJ corrupt now that Trump isn't in? I guess that's just the way it goes. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. And we will most definitely, I mean, someone's going to hold those people accountable. Believe it or not, someone is going to hold those people accountable. It has to happen. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. They forgot. Okay. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Michiganders. All right. Yes. Yes, indeed, Sonia. And one, two, three. There are a lot of Texans in the foxhole. I love it. It's beautiful. If you're from Texas, give me a one. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness! I remember the first time I tried to do that. Like, if if this or that, give me a one. I got no answers. <laughs> it was the last time I tried to do it. Also, anyways, okay. Uh, let's see. These people are killers. That are going to walk? Yes, ticks me off as well. Sonia Aurelius Fox says, "I'm from Kent, Arkansas." Oh, I'm Arkansas. Ah, Ar- Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> I never thought about how to say Arkansas. <laughs> I like our Arkansas. I actually, I've been there one time. Um, I went over to uh, uh, the capital, obviously Little Rock. Beautiful, 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 beautiful capital city there. Little Rock is um, stopped in Brinkley to have some barbecue. It was an interesting time, but uh, Arkansas itself is quite a beautiful state. Um, let's see here. Uh, Sonia SDG, I'm proud of Arkansas lately. Hope the tide is turning up there. Hill and Bill almost destroyed your state. Aurelia says it's getting better. Once Asa is out, it will be even better. We have a great AG and Sarah Sanders will be our next governor. I believe Sarah Sanders will be your next governor as well. Um, her, her vaccine preferences, notwithstanding, I still think she will make a good governor. Um, and then yes, Asa has just got to go like that guy. (laughs) That guy's kind of a joke. Uh, he's kind of a joke. Um, uh, just V says, I just got home from a recall Newsom pop-up. That's so cool. We don't have pop-ups in Texas. People don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> they, they think it's a flea market or something. Anyways, only one person said they wouldn't vote for the recall and we registered new voters. That's amazing, Just V. Good for you. And I'm, we're glad that you are uh, one of those who are uh, active. You're a good example for us, Just V, by being active out there in your city, in your locale in your state and uh uh not just uh, not just talking but also walking and uh um, doing what you can to uh help buck the tide of the ever-growing 
and ever-failing progressive Democrat liberals over there. Just the bad guys, you know, just bad guys. You know, they're just bad people. I mean, I'm not judging them personally, but, you know, <laughs> anyways, just to be also gifted a can. And uh, David Sloan was hanging out with us also last week on Friday. So that was a good time, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let me just do this real quick because we're about to get into the meat and potatoes of the sea report. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the main course is about to be served. Oh, lordy. Why does this man do this to me? Okay, it's, <laughs> it's a good thing I came and took a gander. We have quite a few. No, actually, not quite a few. We have uh, we have some good uh, commentary today from President Trump. Let me go ahead and get the man on the screen. Oh, crap. <laughs> that is not President Trump. Oh my goodness. Whoa. That's actually for tomorrow's episode, y'all. <laughs> Please forgive me, President Trump. I know not what I do. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, that was crazy. That was, man, that was heart attack city, y'all. <laughs> Whoa, that's not the kind of face that you want to see when you're expecting a beautiful patriot on your screen. That is for being sure. Wowzers. Okay. <laughs> Allow me to recover real quick. <laughs> oh, man. I hope you guys don't hate me now. <laughs> I hope you guys. Did y'all catch that? I wonder if you guys caught it. Okay. <laughs> I just saw it flash through the screen. You'll have to, you'll have to catch the replay if you missed that. If you missed that ugly face that was there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, some of you guys caught it. Skeeter Burke, you tricked us. Hey, Skeeter, how are you? Seize the day. My eyes. <laughs> sorry. I am so sorry, guys. That's for tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to talk about that criminal crook, inhumane individual, Manana. I <laughs> promise you we don't have time to talk about him tonight but we're definitely going to talk about him tomorrow so anyways okay all right before i start the before i start the report we got we got the right man on the screen right yes we do our beloved 45th president of the united states of america donald trump now who is hanging out today aurelius is in the house joy for trump is in the house let me see don s foxy lady gary flesner uh, let's see. And uh, who's that? Oh, sorry. I thought I saw a new name. Uh, did I see a new name? Let's see. Gary Flesner, Foxy Lady. Oh, Texas Gal. What's up, Texas Gal? Howdy, howdy. Good to see you. Joy for Trump. Thank you for the can. Much appreciated. Empress Beach to you. Welcome, welcome. Uh, let me see here. And then let's see here. We got uh, Empress. Thank you for the cookie. Uh, positive vibes 72. We like them vibes positive. Blue rinse at blue rinse. How do blue rinse? Uh, blue rinse is also joining us from across the pond. So, welcome, welcome. We love having an international audience. Uh, let's see here. Um, who else do we have? Just V, uh, of course, Miss Just V is in the house. AP989, how's it going? Um, anonymous Patriot, sir. I hope you are well this evening. I hope you are well. Um, let's see here. Who else we got? The Speak Uneasy. What's going on, Mr. Speak Uneasy? How are you doing today? Uh, oh, the Speak, what do you say? Good evening, everyone. Six, uh, to understand. Trying to understand. 
paid by Hulu. Ah, I see. And then let's see what else we got. What else do we got? Derailing is in the house. PN, how's it going? Don S, thank you for the can. And uh, I think that takes us about to the end of today's methods. Hey, sir, how's it going? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Sundays is always, uh, Sundays is always, in, I'm reading that, whoa. It's always in his best Sunday. Oh, oh, yes. I'm, I was like, Sundays, I try to be in my Sunday best because I'm usually not on my best on Sunday. I just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, welcome, welcome, sir. It's good to have you in the chat. Uh, Just V, thank you for the can. Always good. Seize the day, 9-11. Oh, man, that means Method saw that blunder. I accidentally... <laughs> Did he catch that? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Patriot Drummer, how you doing? Welcome, welcome. Oh my God! One, two, three. M R W M R M W. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for the cookie, Ohio Kimmy. Welcome back, Two Rivers. How are you? And thank you for the cookie, Ohio. I appreciate you. I think we're good. I think we're good. Oh yeah, I saw some people here. Christina Fontana, Aloha. How's it going, girl? And uh, who's that? I Robot sixty one. Hey you guys. All right, Skeeter Burke. Oh, we got a lot. We got a lot of fam in the house tonight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome. Tam Garrell, how are you doing? Good to see you guys. <laughs> you people saw that. That was such a, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. Okay, so, <laughs> oh, it's going good, Two Rivers. Hope you guys are doing awesome tonight. Thanks for stopping in for the live broadcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let's start, as always, Trump leads at the Sea Report, and we will be doing... Uh, President Trump's most recent statements. We got about five here for you guys tonight. One of them's a long one, so get ready. All right, we got first one is Senate Republicans are being absolutely savaged by Democrats on the so-called bipartisan infrastructure bill. Mitch McConnell and his small group of rhinos wants nothing more than to get a deal done at any cost to prove that he can work with the radical left Democrats. Uh, it is so important to him that he is agreeing to almost anything. Don't do the infrastructure deal. We uh, wait until we get proper election results in 2022 or otherwise and regain a strong negotiative stance. The Republicans don't let the radical left play you for weak fools and losers. Strong words indeed. Maybe all of the Republicans can just take off out of the country. <laughs> Whenever they're trying to decide to do this vote, I guess we'll find out for sure exactly how that's going to put. You know, all the rhinos are going to stay and be grazing. They're going to be grazing over there in Washington, D.C., these rhinos. And they're just going to be waiting for this this uh, this terrible leftist infrastructure bill for them to agree on so they can look partisan. But he, uh, President Trump is right. Why are you going to look partisan at a time like this when clearly you guys are being, uh, you know, you are being looked to be looking like, you know what, that, you know, they're making, they're making them look like Bernie Sanders, if you know what I mean. And yet they want to be partisan when they're at their weakest. It makes no sense. If anything, this is when you buckle down and you uh, shed those rhino clothes. But unfortunately, they don't know how to do that over there in Washington, D.C., uh, the next statement, big election tomorrow in the great state of Texas. Susan Wright supports America first policies. Our military and veterans is strong on the borders, tough on crime, 
pro-life and will always protect our Second Amendment. She will serve the people in the 6th Congressional District of Texas and our country very well. Susan has my complete and total endorsement. She will never let you down. Go out and vote for Susan Wright. And I know we got a lot of Texans in the chat. So if you are in the 6th Congressional District, which is uh, what? Uh, It's just south of Dallas. Um, make sure you guys go get out and cast that vote. I know I don't got to say it. I know you guys are going to be there anyways, but if not, spread the word and let everyone know for tomorrow is the day. Next statement from President Trump. Who are these rhino Republicans that are so dedicated to giving the radical left Democrats a big and beautiful win on infrastructure? Republican voters will never forget their name, nor will the people of our country. Need I say more? Right. Need I say more? Next statement. Attorney General Ken Paxton has been bravely on the front line in the fight for Texas and America against the vicious and dangerous radical left Democrats and the foolish and unsuspecting rhinos that are destroying our country. Ken is strong on crime, border security, the Second Amendment, election integrity, and above all, our Constitution. He loves our military and our vets. It is going to take a patriot like Ken Paxton to advance America First policies in order to make America great again. Ken has my complete and total endorsement for another term as Attorney General of Texas. He is a true Texan who will keep Texas safe and will never let you down in your face, Jeb Bush's son. <laughs> All right. So uh looks like uh AG Paxton has finally gotten the endorsement he has been waiting for. Very good congratulations, Ken Paxton. I bet you, I bet you money. Trump was not gonna give you that endorsement unless you agreed and uh endorsed uh, uh, an election audit here in the state of Texas, and Ken Paxton indeed do, did do that at the end of the week last week. So uh, now that uh, we have that in the bag, Mr. Paxton, you have received your President Trump endorsement, and, uh, and, and it's early enough, Ken, and it's early enough, Greg Abbott, that uh, if you guys mess up between now and voting time in 2022, he will take that endorsement away, I guarantee you. So you guys better... Walk that line and stop. Well, I'm speaking more to Abbott than I am to Paxton at this point. But uh, Cornyn, don't even think about getting an endorsement from President Trump, Cornyn. I hope someone comes along that wipes the floor with you, buddy. All right. Someone that uh, Trump will endorse five times over before 2022 elections. That will be something, ladies and gentlemen. I look forward to it. All right, our final statement from President Trump for the evening. Hoods Pelosi, otherwise known as Nancy Pelosi, is spending a great deal of time, effort, and money on the formulation of a fake and highly partisan January 6th committee to ask, what happened? (laughs) Wasn't that the title of Hillary Clinton's book, What Happened? (laughs) Anyways, was that a dig at Hillary? Anyways, will Nancy investigate herself and those on Capitol Hill who didn't want additional protection, including more police and National Guard, therefore being unprepared despite the large crowd of people that everyone knew was coming? 
Will Nancy and her committee study the massive voter fraud that took place during the 2020 presidential election, particularly in swing states? That was the reason hundreds of thousands of people came pouring into Washington and therefore must be a big factor in the committee report. Now would be a very good time to study the large-scale voter fraud in our presidential election. Will Nancy release the thousands of hours of tapes so we can see the extent to which Antifa and Black Lives Matter played a role while also revealing who killed Ashley Babbitt? A real and thorough investigation of this must be done. And what about all of the violence, murderers, riots, and fires that took place in Democrat-run cities throughout the United States by Antifa and Black Lives Matter with virtually no consequence for this death and destruction? Will Nancy look into the vicious partisan investigations of conservative and Republican that are taking place by prosecutors all over the country? The five-year investigation of me and all that so many have been through, including the fake Russia, Russia, Russia charge, and including the local Democrat-controlled New York prosecutors who work around the clock to get President Donald Trump, while murderers, drug dealers, and human traffickers go free. Very well said, President Trump. And now, as you know, uh, uh, Nancy, 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 doesn't seem to want anybody on this uh, this January 6th commission uh, that uh, that isn't on her side. I mean, after all, you guys know she rejected, what was it, Jim Jordan and Jim, I can't remember his last name, uh, the two Jims, right? Wasn't it two Jims? I'm pretty sure it was. And, and there you go. There you go. Uh, uh, denies them because they would have asked the hardball questions. But who does she appoint? Adam, was it Kissinger? Is it Adam Kissinger, right? That one of the fool that's part of the, 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 the band of brothers that cry to each other on their cell phones about all of the uh, persecution they're receiving from their family and their peers for being such dipshits. Pardon my French here at the Sea Report. It's a family show. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, Kissinger. Right, buddy. Okay. And he's proud to serve. He's like, oh, yeah, grandma's going to have me. No, not grandma. Mommy's going to have me on the January 6th commission. Oh, yeah, Adam. Why don't you get the rest of your buddies that are crying like Liz Cheney and, and, and uh, all these other idiots uh, that uh, decided to impeach Trump? We should get them on that commission so we can go ahead and probe into uh, what kind of uh, what kind of um, uh, fraud that they would be doing in the study. You know, uh, maybe it'll be as easy to read as it was uh, throughout the Trump impeachment trial with all the bogus uh, information and leaks and uh, um, everything else that they were doing uh, to uh, undermine the Constitution and to um, uh, put down this great president and administration. I don't know, guys, it's insane. But what more could you expect from someone like Hoods Pelosi, right? What more could you expect from someone like that? Yeah, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see what we got next. 
Oh, yes. Well, there we go. That's uh, President Trump speaking over at the uh, Turning Point Action Conference there in a rally, I should say, there in Phoenix, Arizona. So, yes. So, like I said, we're going to do we're going to touch on a few little highlights, not too many. We won't go too long on it, but, you know, just so we can kind of uh, refresh and and kind of, you know, Oh, breathe in the greatness of that day. It was a great conference. It was a great, I keep saying conference because it was indoors, but it was a great rally for election integrity. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, but of course, we will play this first. Uh, President Trump had a, oh wait, what is this? No, 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 no. This is not what I want to play next. Hold on. Let me pull the right clip up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, maybe I did want to do that next. <laughs> okay, we'll go with it. We'll go with it, ladies and gentlemen. Just go with me, okay? All right, so let's go ahead and play some of those refreshers, and then we got something at the end of that. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm not reading my notes right tonight. Okay, let's start with this here, um, this, little, this little tidbit here from President Trump, uh, where we're talking about the routers. So he addressed a lot of things at the at the um at the uh, rally of course uh for election election integrity that being number one he touched on arizona he touched on mike pence he touched on uh the fraud obviously that's happening around and decertification um he touched on bill barr he just went everywhere and you know he was really just laying it thick he touched on the new green deal which he called you know what he called it ladies and gentlemen he called the new green deal something that comes out of you when your stomach is sour, right? Okay, anyways, so let's go ahead. Sorry, guys, visuals, I apologize. Let's get this rolling. Security experts have also testified that the logs for the election management system software were wiped under highly suspicious circumstances. This is them saying it, not me, with more than 37,000 requests made to the server in a single day. Think of that. Erasing the data permanently for the entire period surrounding the election. Gee, I wonder why they erased the data surrounding the election. I wonder why. The county has, for whatever reason, also refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. Wendy, we got to get those routers, please. The routers. Come on, Kelly. We can get those routers. Those routers... You know what? We're so beyond the routers. There's so many fraudulent votes without the router. But if you got those routers, what that will show, and they don't want to give up the routers. They don't want to give them. They are fighting like hell. Why are these commissioners fighting not to give the routers? How simple could it be? That will tell the truth. What are they trying to hide? Unbelievably, the auditors have testified that the master database for the election management system, sorry to tell you, has been deleted. I wonder why it was deleted. I wonder, Sonny, why was it deleted, please? Meaning the main database for all of the election-related data in Maricopa in 2020 has been illegally erased. It's been erased. The county has also refused to provide the, the authority for the information we want the information needed to access vote tabulation devices. To top it all off, they've reviewed the handover, the all-important chain of custody documentation for Maricopa County ballots. They don't want to give it. Why don't they want to give it? Why? 
I stand before you today to demand nothing less than full and complete cooperation from Maricopa County and from the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors who affect your Senate at every single turn. Incredibly. Why? 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 Why are Republicans fighting it? All they have to do is hand it over and they're either going to be right. They're not even saying they're right. They just don't want it. They don't even say they're right. They know. I think they know a hell of a lot about what happened. But uh, why don't they want to do that? The citizens of Arizona, an incredible state that, as you know, I won four years ago and I won it again. Somebody came in. Somebody came in from a media group, a very good media group actually said, what was the difference between 2016 and 2020? I said, well, the difference was I actually did much better in 2020. It's true. All right. Very good. Very good. Yes. Uh, thank you for that update, that recap, President Trump. Uh, he's just let, he's letting them all know, you know, like these are the things, ladies and gentlemen. And we went pretty hard on Paul Boyer, senator from Arizona over there last time that we were on the air and throughout the weekend. Because it's because of that rhino whose time has come. Get his husks, tusks, ladies and gentlemen. Get his tusks. It's because of that rhino that they were not able to successfully um, uh, work, uh, hold the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors in contempt of court in violation of a court order. Uh, but they're still going to call for it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see exactly how that plays out. But it is definitely not off the table yet. Security not by far. Hey. All right, President Trump. What's next? Oh, there he goes. Get there's President Trump again. Okay, uh, real quick boom on Mike Pence. Amazing. Let's go ahead and get this one rolling. May. Amazing the way it was. And I only wish that. My friend Mike Pence had that additional courage to send to send the results back to the legislatures because it all happened so quickly. You know, they schemed in this plan for four years. This all happened so quickly. If he would have sent it back to the legislature, somebody gave him bad advice. Okay, so there you have it. That one's a little controversial, obviously. Uh, calling Mike Pence his friend. Now, to me, that was a total political statement. Like, I don't believe for a minute that Pence... Uh, this is just me, guys. This is my opinion. But I don't believe for a minute that Pence is part of some sort of 10D chess piece. You know, I just don't. I don't. Uh, because of the way everything went, the timelines, uh, um, you already had state senators who were there or state representatives who were there who were already going to be talking about recalling the slates of electors. Based on all of the information in the five or six hearings that they had prior to D-Day 20-1-6, uh, um, uh, right? Prior to that date, because of all of the affidavits, everything, else, even though the courts dismissed them, even though the courts threw them out, you still had you still had states that were ready to recall their slates of electors. OK, Pence could have done the same thing. 
He said someone gave him bad information. I apologize, President Trump, but I just don't agree with it. But again, I think that, I mean, everyone can take that for, you know, what they want to. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own thoughts and opinions, obviously. But I just don't see that being the case. I just, I've always gotten the gitchy feeling from Mike Pence. I've always had my spidey sense of tingle and not in a good way. So I would definitely say, I just, I don't see it. You know, I don't trust a man who does not eat with anyone else but his wife. Nope. You just, nope. That's like someone saying, I never lie. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Goody two shoes. Pants. I just don't buy it. But if I am wrong, ladies and gentlemen, I will be the first to admit it. I have no problem with uh with admitting when i'm wrong and uh you know but i just don't see it and that's my gut talking all right what do we got next oh hunter biden and his art but what about hunter biden getting a half a million dollars for painting and he never painted before could you imagine if my kids did that could you imagine and now they're justifying it well, we want to make it uh, non-transparent. No, actually, you should make it transparent, I guess. But actually, you shouldn't make it at all because it's a bribe. It's a bribe, 100% bribe. You know, you have good painters. For $250, you can have a portrait done on Central Park. Guys with pencils, they do so incredible. They're geniuses. They're just geniuses. You go to Central Park and they have all these artists lined up. You negotiate a deal. They'll do it for $250. They're unbelievably talented. Some of them are beyond belief what they can do in a short period of time. Hunter Biden's getting $500,000. It's a bribe. It's disgraceful. And the fake news media is talking about it like it's okay. But we should have transparency. It's unbelievable. And the laptop, and the laptop, I miss you too. And the laptop from hell, it's a laptop from hell. When you look at that laptop, people are writing about it, meaning a very tiny group of people are writing. Some books are coming out, some books by some very good people. But you know what? When you look at the laptop from hell, and then you watch the interview, it was Russia that did his laptop. Then they say, was it Russia? Well, it may have been me. It may have been them. I think that's the end of that one. It's always Russia. Do you ever notice it's never China? Because they're all getting rich from China. They're not getting rich from Russia. It's always Russia. Russia, Russia did it. Russia. Russia did it again. <laughs> Russia strikes again. <laughs> I love it. I love this man. I love this. And I love that he was talking for, you know, he was speaking up for the little man, the little artist. And I'm like, geez, there's artists that actually make $250 a painting. Well, I guess I'm just not that talented, ladies and gentlemen. But anyways, okay, so let's go ahead. Okay, so now here's the here's the here's the cherry on top for uh, Saturday's uh, Trump clips. Um, I just wanted to run those by you guys, just in case anyone missed it. Uh, you know, some fine highlights. Uh, but the cherry on top will be the interview that he gave, because President Trump does give interviews. Now, this one, this interview was with, with someone that was a lot more agreeable than that last person that we saw when he was in Texas during the CPAC. I can't even remember that loser's name, uh, but you could tell that reporter was all out for himself. But uh, no, this one was a much more friendlier 
friendlier interview with uh, Benny Johnson of Newsmax. So in case you guys missed it, we got it here for you. something that the Texas Democrats have none of. They fled their state, gave their entire party COVID, uh, and now they're hiding out in D.C. What do you say to these people? Well, I think it's ridiculous. I do hear they want to go back now. They do want to go back, and Texas has been great. We won Texas by a lot. I understand they want to do now a forensic audit, though, in Texas, because, you know, as much as we want it by, that is not at all going to be a uh, blue state, as they say. It's not even close. We want it by a lot, but I hear they want to do an audit there, and they want to do an audit in many other states, and we're now in Arizona, and they started it, and I give great credit to these incredible senators that did it, and uh, the things they're finding are beyond anybody's wildest dream. It's a disgrace. It was a corrupt election. Everyone knows it. It was then stolen, and they planned it. They didn't want to have another 2016, and they said, we're not going to let it happen again. It's, a, it's actually a disgrace. There's never been a thing like this in our country. Now you look at Georgia, what they're finding in Georgia. Look at Wisconsin. Look at Pennsylvania. Really bad. Philadelphia uh, was so bad. And uh, Detroit speaks for itself. Detroit speaks for itself. Detroit was a mess. So a lot of things are happening. And we don't need all of that. We need just a very small amount of it. And you're going to find that... Uh, when you see these numbers, and I think you've seen some of them, and these are preliminary, I think they're going to get worse. Now, I don't know because it's done by the Senate, but I think it's going to get worse. And I will tell you, it's a disgrace to our nation. Mr. President, for four solid years of your administration, Hillary Clinton said the election was stolen from her. She called you an illegitimate president. Why isn't she banned on social media? Well, it's a different uh, standard. If you're a Republican, if you're a conservative, it's a terrible thing uh, what the press does. It's fake media. They're fake. They're corrupt. Uh, they are the enemy of the people. They really are. I've been saying it for a long time. And I know because I give them absolute facts and then they report it the opposite. These are very corrupt people. Not in all cases. You're a good case about why it's not necessarily 100% true. But these are corrupt people. And... Uh, we can't stand for it. We cannot stand for it. We cannot let this continue. The most important thing, I call it the crime of the century, because just look at all the death on the border. Look what's coming in and look at all the kids that are dying, the people that are dying on the border. It's gross incompetence. I don't know. Do they want these people to come in? You know, other countries are emptying their jails with some of the toughest, meanest criminals in the world. They're emptying their jails into our country. We can't have this. They're going to destroy it. They will destroy our country all because of a rigged election. Vogue magazine put Jill Biden on the cover. They didn't put a first lady on the cover for four years, even though our former first lady was a fashion model, a supermodel. What do you say to Vogue? Well, Melania has done a great job. You see how popular she is outside. She was on the cover of Vogue before I did the politics thing. And uh, Vogue is not the same magazine it was. Let's put it that I am glad that Jill Biden was on the cover. I think that's great. But I will say they love Melania. And you see that with the crowd. Uh, she's had her day on uh, Vogue more than once. She's been plenty of Vogue. But uh, once I became president, once I decided to uh, run, I think those days were cut short. And it's because of a philosophy. And our philosophy is make America great again. When you think of it, what's wrong with that? America first, make America. Their philosophy is America last. Look what's happening with Russia. Look what's happening with China. Look what's happening with Iran. 
Iran would have had a deal with us in within a week. I would have completed a deal with Iran and they would have been happy. Now they're asking for money and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Mr. President, to the point of America first, our Olympic team, some members have disrespected the American flag, have protested during the anthem. If you were president, would they be part of the team? I think they're disgraceful. I think woke is really a loser's philosophy. And you take a look at what's happening with the women's soccer team. They lost to Sweden. Woke means lose. And that's exactly what's happening. It's, uh, and, you know, the sad part is the Americans are rooting for the opponent. They don't like these people. They don't like what they saw happening with the women's team. What I did love is that some of the women stood up proudly. It wasn't all of them. Some of the players stood up proudly. I'm with them all the way. But uh, they should never do that. They should never disrespect our flag or our country. This week, Rand Paul referred Dr. Fauci to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution. Are you in favor of that? Should we lock Fauci up? What do you think? Well, Rand has been very strong on Fauci, and I understand it. But I thought Fauci did a great job because everything he said, I did the opposite. And I turned out to be right on just about all of it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of truth to that, actually. 2024, would you prefer to run against Joe or Kamala? So we'll see what happens. We're doing really well. You're looking at the same polls that I'm looking at. But they're vicious people. They'll do anything to stop it. They want to stop the MAGA movement. They want to stop us. They want to stop me. Uh, they'll do anything. But I will say that uh, I've never had polls like we're having right now. And a lot of that is buyer's remorse. A lot of that is, you know, they're looking at what's going on at our border. They're looking at our country, frankly, being destroyed. Our country is being destroyed. Millions of people are coming in. Millions. And these people come out of jails. They come out of prisons. They come. These are tough criminals like we've never seen before. And this is what's coming in to our country. Yeah. What was the most annoying part about working in the White House and why was it Jim Acosta? <laughs> uh, Jim Acosta, he's, you know, just he's a part of that establishment of really fake news. It's, it's just I can't think of a better term. I hope it was my term. I hope I came up with it. It was one of our good ones. But the fact is, you know, he's a bad guy. Uh, he's got a lot of problems. And I guess uh, his ratings are his biggest problem because his show failed. And uh, CNN is failing. They're down 79% in the ratings. People won't stand for all of this phony stuff. They won't stand for false. Forget fake. False. This is absolutely false news. And they become the enemy of the people. And the people understand that. Thank you so much, Mr. President. All right. All right. See, that was a much more agreeable interview there with President Trump. God, I mean, I was like, why is he bringing up Vogue? Like, he's talking to the president. But I mean, good points, good points all around. And, you know, you know, Melania was Vogue before Vogue was Vogue. No, before, uh, before, you know, she was first lady. Uh, yeah, I saw some of y'all's comments about, um, about, uh, whatchamacallit, about uh, Jill Biden. God, that woman is tacky with a capital T. Uh, I don't know who her, I don't know who her wardrobeist or her, her, uh, her clothes chooser. I don't know who dresses that woman. Uh, it's, it's almost easy to believe she dresses herself and that's exactly why she looks as bad as she does. But this is not a fashion review. So we know <laughs> we're not going to linger on that guys, but indeed, ladies and gentlemen, indeed. Okay. Let's see what we got next. Okay. So now I think we're going to take a few looks at uh, some of the other events that transpired. Oh, was it Carrie Lake first? This is Carrie Lake, guys. We're going to talk about Carrie Lake. 
just a little bit. Let me just make sure I didn't have that backwards. No, I think that's right. I think we're right here. Oh, that's what that's what it is. This is what it is. It's okay. Let's start here. 37. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to start here, ladies and gentlemen, and only because now, if you guys were with us on Saturday here at the Mr. C channel over at the Foxhole, I see your port over at Twitch or Mr. C TV over at Trovo. <laughs> we only covered, we only covered President Trump's speech. We didn't actually do the entire rally, right? I mean, so uh, I wanted to just, you know, a couple, I mean, I wanted to just, you know, highlight some people. We're going to look at Kelly Lake, and we're going to look at Michelle Urgenti Rita, who by now I'm sure all of y'all know who that is. If you didn't know who this Michelle loser was, this Michelle Rhino, right? Yeah, definitely do now. Okay, uh, but we'll start here because after all, ladies and gentlemen, it would be inappropriate to have a sea report with an Arizona rally if we're not at least getting a glimpse of our favorite Dr. Kelly Ward. what that means what america first means of course it means that we believe in faith family and freedom yes we also believe in small government low taxes personal responsibility and following the united states constitution but from a party perspective it also means that it's not my job as the chairwoman to give cover to namby-pamby, wimpy, fake Republicans. It is my job as chairwoman to help those politicians to be better Republicans, but also to support America first Republicans. In other words, I am the butt kicker in chief, not the butt kisser. And if there's anybody out there that doesn't like that, sorry, not sorry. So I have got some wishes because I wish that our governor right now would put a moratorium on forcing people to get immunized to be able to work, live, shop, and breathe. I am amazed to see the awesome candidates that we have for governor, though, aren't you? 
I think the ninth floor is going to be in good Republican hands come 2022. Now, I want to just touch on the audit just a bit because are you guys following the audits? America's audit. Arizona is the tip of the spear. We are the people that are pushing not just to get this done in Maricopa County, but to get it done all over this great nation so that we not only make sure that things are better going forward, but that we show what happened in 2020 and we make it right. We make it right. I love working for you and working with you as the Republican Party chairwoman. I can commit to you this. I will not be silenced. I will not be shamed. I will not back down. I will not shut up. I will not go home. I will fight for you. I will fight for our republic and I know you will too. I thank you for putting your heart, your soul, your money, your your blood, sweat, and tears into making the Republican Party strong. The more, more Republicans who become precinct committeemen who support President Donald J. Trump make this possible to be an America First Party. So sign up to be a precinct committeeman. Make sure to to help the audit go to voicesandvotes.com and give them five or ten bucks if you have more give them more we want to make sure that that audit is completed it is paid for and the results are given to you and to me i am here to introduce our candidates for senate now you guys might know i ran for senate a couple times took on John McCain, took on Blake, Jeff Blake, and we have three awesome candidates here that are head and shoulders, head and shoulders above that bald astronaut that's in the Senate right now. <laughs> First up, General Mick McGuire. He is my friend. I've known him for a long time. Mick. Okay, we're not going to listen to General Mick McGuire, maybe in the uh, after show. No, just kidding. But, oh, yes. Okay, we are fans of Dr. Kelly Ward here at the Sea Report. Let it be known. Uh, this woman is not a rhino from what I understand. Uh, she was on the front lines during the election day coup back on November 3. She was on the phones with the uh, Maricopa County Board of Elections and with the different precincts in the counties trying to tell them, you need to stop this fraud. You can't be doing that here. She was there in lieu of President Trump because they would not take President Trump's call. She has been the face of the audit, basically the public relations of this entire America's audit in Maricopa County in Phoenix from day one. We've played her daily updates here at the Sea Report almost every time 
time that she dropped them. Uh, she might have had a little bit of whiskey before she went on the stage tonight, but she was great. We love her. She's a hero and a patriot. Uh, and, you know, if she is indeed a rhino in Patriot's clothing, we have not seen that yet here at the Sea Report. But don't worry if she ends up being a rhino in the end, which I'm pretty sure she's not. We'll call her out on it with much love. But yeah, I just wanted to share that about Dr. Kelly Ward because you know what? Like I said, she's been the face of this audit from day one uh, to the public, you know, whereas uh, Ken Bennett served as a liaison between the Senate and the auditors. Uh, Dr. Kelly Ward served as the liaison between the people and what was going on during that audit. And so I was just thrilled to see that she had a few minutes to speak. And, uh, you know, show her, th do her thing. Like she is doing her thing. Okay, now let's get to Carrie Lake. Okay, so Carrie Lake uh, is a gov gubernatorial candidate over there in the state of Arizona. Uh, Ducey, Governor Baducey, he will not be running again. I don't know if he was going for something else for something, some reason, something tells me he was going to try his hand at Senator. I could be wrong. That might be A.G. Bronovich, the sleeping A.G. of Arizona. I think he might be going for Senate, a Senate seat instead of and, uh, relinquishing his um, A.G. position. Uh, but uh, you guys, we'll talk about the A.G. in a minute. Um, we have uh, this. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with Carrie Lake. Um, we actually played Carrie. We actually aired this video, a, a late night show one night back in the day when we first started here on Foxhole. And uh, the whole thing about that was because uh, there is a, there's a Foxhole family member by the name of Carrie Lake. And we was like, hey, you know, like this is kind of cool. But then it ends up being that Carrie Lake from Arizona. Uh, now she has actually been in the public eye for decades. Okay. Now some people, they're a little hot and cold on Carrie Lake because after all, she used to work for a Fox News network local in Arizona. That's how everyone knows her. Like they, she has a face that everyone recognizes. She did the, she did news report. She was a, 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 uh, a reporter, a newscaster, etc. So yeah, so it's clear to see that there is some reason why people might have doubt on whether or not Carrie Lake would indeed be the conservative America first candidate that we want her to be. Um, uh, to note for a fact, though, she did leave her position at a mainstream company. And she was there for more than two decades doing news reports every night, right? People knew who she was in Arizona. And uh, and she left her job because it was getting, it was becoming too corrupt and she didn't want to deal with that stuff. She walked away from it, okay? Whenever it was just, be because, you know, the news and, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the press there in Arizona, they're all beholden to the left, progressives, communist, socialists, like they're in it so deep over there. Like they are swamp creatures. Like that is the Arizona press. Like all of it, all the local stuff there, they're all left wing, all of them. So she left the industry, uh, despite the fact that she still had growing numbers. She was still very popular in her ratings. She'd been in her position for more than two decades. Anyway, so now she's running for governor of Arizona on a platform of common sense, conservative, uh, conservative ideals uh, dedicated to individual liberties and stuff like that. I mean, you know, that's kind of a spiel that a lot of them will give. But anyways, we're going to play uh, this real quick campaign ad from her, and then we're going to listen to her speech over at the Turning Point Action Rally that took place. Because uh, I got a good feeling about this woman, but then again, she was in TV. I guess she could be an actor. You know, but you know what? You got it. You got to get the best that you can get, right?
And let's face it, guys, this woman's going to be going up against Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of Snakes. Who do you want, Katie or Carrie? I think the answer is pretty obvious. I'm Carrie Lake, and I'm running for governor because Arizona has problems, and it's time we got serious about solving them. Our small businesses are still struggling to recover after being locked down. Schools are pretending online learning is the same as having our kids in the classroom. Our homeless population is growing. Opioids and new high-powered synthetic drugs are everywhere. The border's out of control, and our police are under attack. And the media just keeps pushing fear and division. Arizonans need leaders they can trust. We need leaders with integrity and a vision. And our politicians have failed us. The time has come to put Arizona first. Arizona first for our kids in K-12 education with a curriculum that makes sense. First for families so they can thrive in safe and secure neighborhoods. First for people who want to own small businesses. And first in helping bring back those businesses shuttered during the government forced shutdowns. Arizona first means opportunity for all. That's why I'm running for governor. I've earned the trust of Arizonans across our state by bringing the real story into your living room night after night. For 27 years, I've covered the people of Arizona and the politicians who've done more for themselves and their donors than us. Arizonans deserve better. As governor, I'll bring truth, courage, and integrity back to the state capitol. I'm Carrie Lake, and I approve this message. There's Carrie Lake. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's Carrie Lake. So, yes, so Carrie gave a speech over in Arizona. Okay. Um, let's do her. Let's do her. Her. <laughs> you guys talk about not being able to hear the ovation. This was something. This is what the people of Arizona think about Carrie Lake. As gubernatorial candidates, Matt Salmon. Hi, Matt. Carrie Lake. Oh. Oh. This could be a big night for you. Thank you very much, Karen. Good job. Steve Gaynor, Steve. Thank you, Steve. That was pretty cool. <laughs> he had to say something about that, right? Anyways, he had to say something about that. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, hear what Carrie had to say. This candidate, uh, we all saw, left a very lucrative job in the media. And uh, I asked everybody the same question, and she's the next governor of the state of Arizona, Carrie Lake.
Thank you. Oh my gosh. All right. Mega World is still alive and well. I see it right here. My name is Carrie Lake, and I am running for governor of Arizona. I am a proud conservative and an unapologetic Trump Republican. And I'm running to make Arizona great again. I got to tell you, I love this mega energy in this room. And you know what's so funny about it? You know there are a bunch of uh, dirty politicians sitting at home and they're scared to death by what they see in this room. You know the ones, the backstabbers, the ones who turned their back on President Trump on November 4th and they told us to forget about the November 3rd election, that nothing went wrong and we should get on with our lives. We're not going to do that. You know, they thought that if they just made us go away, it would be the end of the MAGA movement. Well, I've got news for them. This movement is not dying. It's not dying at all. You know what we should do for those, uh, those backstabbers at home? We should let them hear how loud MAGA country is right now. Let's hear it. hear that from his airplane actually all right these crooked people thought that putting us through a year and a half of hell with covid restrictions would make us go away they thought that it would take our freedom away but our freedom doesn't come from fauci and it doesn't come from biden or any of the governors or any of the governors who shut us down our freedom comes from god almighty And these, honest to God, these sickos don't know what's coming in 22. Because the pendulum is going to swing back, but it's coming back as a wrecking ball. I worked for 27 years in the media, and when I left, I, I, I pulled the plug and I told them what was going on. The media is nothing more than a propaganda machine. They're trying to destroy this country by dividing us. And we're not going to let them do that anymore. Turn it off. I got to tell you, my time, I don't have a lot of time, but we are about to be pushing, they're about to push more COVID restrictions on us. And I want to let you know, we can't fall for it. Do not shut your businesses down. Pastors, don't shut your churches down. 
Mothers, don't let mask our children again. And when, when I am your governor, when I am your governor, I promise you on day one that I will pardon any person or business who is charged with violating mask mandates or refusing to shut their business down. Because breathing and earning a living is not a crime. As your governor, I will take a common sense approach to COVID. If you want to wear a mask, go ahead, wear it. If you want the vaccine, get it, but don't force it on us. We're not going to do it. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Thank you. I wish I had all day here. We are going to finish the wall. We are going to make sure the criminals, if there is criminal activity in, the, in our election, that they are prosecuted. Thank you for your support. That was awesome. I'm glad I'm doing this recap because I missed that. <laughs> I definitely missed that. Uh, I, I thought I had a good feeling about Carrie Lake. And yes, I love the Carrie Lake over in the foxhole chat too. But I thought I had a good feeling about that woman when I first played. It was, what is that word? It wasn't, it wasn't serendipity. No, that's a big old frou-frou word. It was, it was... It was, ladies and gentlemen. Carrie Lake over at Foxhole, there's a reason why you're in our chats, because I never would have heard about this woman if we hadn't. Uh, but no, I mean, come on, guys. That was basically a Carrie Lake rally in five minutes. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And uh, I hope you got, yeah, drop the mic. I hope you guys enjoyed that over there in <laughs> the chat. And um just be blonde blue lady cute. I see what you're doing over there. <laughs> Thank you for uh, the cookie pills and the cookie pill, the cookie pills. Thank you for the gold pill donations. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just be and blonde, blonde blue lady Q are tossing cookies over there in the chat. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, ladies. Y'all make me laugh when y'all do that. And if I go back and read your comments, like I'm going to die right here on the screen. So <laughs> we'll catch it in the recap. But thank you for that. Uh, oh, it's always it's always a fun time here on the Sea Report. It's always a fun time, uh, except for last Monday. <laughs> Sorry, last Monday was like, oh my goodness, one of those shows. Okay, all right, guys. So there you have it. You have Carrie Lake. She's running for governor. There's no way. There's no way. No way. Since yesterday or the day before, no, there's just no way at all that, um, uh, what do you call it, Secretary of Snakes, Katie Hobbs, has any chance, any chance of defeating this woman. Like, I don't know, maybe the only reason why Katie Hobbs is running for governor in the state of Arizona is because maybe she thinks, well, if I'm in an election, I can't get arrested. <laughs> You think so? You think that's what she's thinking? You think she's like, well, as long as I'm running for some sort of office, they can't put me behind bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Oh, 
What is that god-awful presence on the screen now, ladies and gentlemen? Empress, thank you so much. Um, wh who's this? You guys, everyone knows who this is now. Everyone knows who this fake, phony, false viper is. Like, this woman who seems to think that she's better than her constituents, that thinks that she does not serve, but she is served, right? who thinks that she governs the governed, you know, that govern themselves. She governs the governed, the governed. Yeah. Like this woman here has made a name for herself as a rhino by no other color. She's a big old white rhino. You can say that even if you'd like to say. Um, but, you know, as it turns out, you know, this woman, she's just I mean, she goes from being a hypocrite and speaking at an election integrity rally. Yes, we're talking about Michelle Ugenti Rita, right? Goes from being a hypocrite, killing an election integrity bill to speaking at an election integrity rally, thinking that everyone is so dunce, dull, and deplorable that they're just going to eat her. Uh, well, it sounds gross. That they're just going to eat. They're just going to eat out of her hand, right? Like, she's going to be able to get away with it. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm a senator and I'm skinny. So, and I'm friends with Katie Hobbs. So they're just going to listen to me. And all I have to do is go up there and say, America first. And all I have to do there is go up there and say, uh, red, white, and blue. And all I have to do is go up there and say, God loves America. And they're going to believe me because everyone's so dull and dunce out there in deplorable land. Well, lady, I'm pretty sure uh, you got you got more than you bargained for, okay? You bit off a little bit more than you can chew, and I'm pretty sure that you can open your mouth pretty wide. But uh, still, for everything that was coming for you from then, you just did not stack up. But I did a little bit of exploring here at the Sea Report, and this woman... I mean, she goes from pretending to be an election integritist person uh, to being a hypocrite, right? And then to going and to calling cops on poor, dear Jordan Conradson. Leave Jordan alone, Michelle Eugenti Rita. Jordan never did nothing to you. He was doing his job. He's the press. People in the press do that. It's not like she's like, paparazzi, my life is in danger. I'm Michelle Eugenti Rita. I'm a senator. Everyone loves me. Yeah, Michelle, no. No, sorry. Leave Jordan alone. Leave him alone, okay? Now, so uh, th that if that was not tacky enough, right, the, these two foibles, these two foul balls, these two you know, strikes that this chick does, right, on this one day. And one day alone, she became the most tasteless, trashy, dumpster senator anyone has ever known. But guess what? This woman apparently lives in the dumpster, okay? <laughs> She's just tacky Oh, like the most tackiest senator out there, this idiot who thinks that she can go and fool the people. All right, so apparently this woman's been involved in like, okay, apparently, and you, you know, you just get the sense, right? She's, you just get the sense that she's a cop caller, you know what I mean? Like, you just get the sense that like, she's the kind of person that hits you and then runs and it's like, ah, you know, you just know that this woman is like a ball of nerves wrapped up in some sort of cellophane senator suit. Like, she's just, 
you know she's fake. She's fake as the day is long on the winter solstice. That's the longest night on the summer solstice, right? Okay, so so she's been wrapped up in the Me Too movement, getting fellow senators and representatives in trouble, right? Because, oh, Me Too, you know, like, okay. So there's this story of a woman named Michelle Ugenti <laughs> and a representative named Senator, uh, Representative Shooter, okay? Now, <laughs> apparently there were some exchanges between these two people, right? Her and Shooter. And she ends up getting him removed in this whole Me Too thing. So already a conservative beholden to the Me Too thing. You know she's just looking for some camera time. This woman's a fake, fake, fake. A viper true, but fake, right? So she ends up getting him removed. The senator shooter. So we're not really going to go into the whole shooter Ugenti debacle. However, during her deposition... <laughs> During her deposition, it comes out that she is actually being pursued for sexual harassment charges against her. <laughs> and they come from a woman, okay? So this woman is just all kinds of trash. Like, you know, I don't judge people by their... I, I just try not to judge people. I'm just saying she's trash. Okay. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying she's just dumpster trash. Like she, oh my goodness. We're not even done yet. Let's go into this story real Ends quick. Up bringing up a lot of questions <laughs> about the behavior of another state senator. And tonight, a sworn deposition concerning that senator, Republican Michelle Urgen Urgenti Rita, is turning heads. And Matt Rodewald has seen new do documents in this case. He joins us live from the state capitol with the latest on this. Yeah, well, Mark and Christina, there's a lot of paperwork flying around, including a very, very long deposition from Michelle Ugenti, Rita herself. 232 pages. The conversation lasted about five hours. And in that conversation back in November, she discussed the allegations of harassment made against Don Shooter and also defended herself against allegations of sexual harassment filed by a lobbyist. In a first look at the Michelle Ugenti Rita deposition provided to Fox 10 by Don Shooter's defense team, we get a look at the accusations of harassment against the now expelled state representative, awkward conversation about her body, a late night invitation to a hotel room, and an uncomfortable lunch in which Shooter expresses his love for her. But also, we see a response to a lobbyist who claims that Eugenie Rita and her now husband, Brian Townsend, a former staffer with Governor Doug Ducey's office, sexually harassed her by propositioning repeatedly for a three-way sexual encounter. Eugenie Rita confirmed that she was the one in the nude photos that were sent to the lobbyist. But she claims that she didn't know that Townsend had sent the photos and that it was a source of difficulty in their relationship in the months before they got married. According to the deposition, once knowledge of the photos started circling the state capitol, the lobbyist says Eugenie Rita started yelling at her in a public bathroom and calling her a liar. The state senator in her statement did not deny that the encounter did happen, and that opens the door to possible witness intimidation. 
Now, Don Shooter was expelled two years ago this week, which is why the documents seem to be floating around at least in the last few days or so. And in the wake of that, there was discussion about a code of conduct being put in place for House representatives, members or senators as well. But that conversation quickly faded away as Red for Ed picked up steam during that 2018 session. In the meantime, we tried to reach out to Michelle Eugenti Rita several times today through the Republican Senate caucus. We have not heard back as of yet. We're live at the Arizona State Capitol tonight. Matt Rodewald, Fox 10 News. All right. So that's the deal there with this Michelle Eugenti Rita. That's one of the deals. Okay. So apparently, apparently, she kept propositioning a lobbyist. I thought the lobbyists were supposed to be the one that were doing the propositioning. I'm sorry, ma'am. This is not your show. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so apparent, I thought the lobbyists were the ones that were supposed to be doing the propositioning, but apparently in Michelle Eugenti Rita's uh, Senate seat, no pun intended, She's the one that does the propositioning. So there you see, like, uh, she she turned Me Too on someone, and then Me Too turned on her. Somehow she's still in office, but yet, what's this? There's this whole website dedicated to uh, getting Michelle Eugenti Rita out of office, and this has been in existence since prior to Saturday. Okay, now here's, a, here. okay, this is a real quick video that's on the website that we're going to play. Now, again, Michelle Eugenti Rita, she uh, she got one of her peers uh, removed for sexual harassment, right? Listen to what she says, and it's quick, but listen to what she says to one of the fellow senators in the room while they're having a meeting, okay? And I don't know, guys, you tell me if you think it's appropriate or not. I think even if it was in jest, it is totally inappropriate. Michelle Ugenti Rita accused a colleague of inappropriate sexual misconduct. Really, Michelle? Michelle, yeah. I have a hygiene. No, you don't. Yeah. Stop it. Uh, your right hand is in Michelle, yeah. I have a hygiene. No, you don't. Stop it. Uh, your right hand is in Trash. Michelle Ugenti Rita doesn't share our values. Not right for Arizona. Yeah, probably not. Let's look at the rest of this uh, website. Now, like I said, this uh, website, apparently they have not been liking Michelle Eugenti Rita for quite some time in the state of Arizona. They have an entire website dedicated to all of her lies and stuff. Now, this is actually prior to her um, um, uh, voting no on the election integrity bill, you know, killing that bill. And just some of the other things that she was responsible for, HB 2620. Uh, now it says here, Governor Jan Brewer voted yes on HB 2620 to protect your medical and personal information. So HB 2020 was regarding medical privacy, you know, uh, I, I, that may have had something to do with COVID. Perhaps maybe some of the vaccine passports, perhaps some of the apps that they're trying to roll out with that. Well, it says here... Michelle Eugenti Rita voted against it. It says she was one of nine votes, excuse me, against the bill, voting against Republican Governor Brewer. Now, this is obviously before the time of Ducey. Since this legislation was passed, your medical records are not available to be shared without the consent of the patient. This bill also prevents healthcare companies from selling individual health information. 
So the bill passed, but she voted against it, which kind of makes you wonder, is she getting paid off by some of these medical companies? Because after all, she tried to squash it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Arizona Central. It says Arizona women want equal pay for equal work. Hanley told fellow lawmakers, let's make history this time. No limit on equality. But Majority Leader John Allen of Scottsdale intervened a, a preve- uh, at, to prevent a vote on Powers Hanley's motion. His motion to recess the chamber for the day past 3225 along party lines absent was Michelle Eugen uh, T. Rita. So that was something concerning equal pay for women. We're not going to we're not going to talk about her personal life. We're just going to talk about what's on the books, right? Um, let's see what else they have here. Uh, oh, this is the equal pay stuff. So yeah, apparently she's been in the hot seat before. Why was Michelle Eugenti Urita one of six votes against legislation that created an organization to review opioid prescriptions, right? Uh, Blue Lives Matter was a bill that protected our police force. The bill had strong support from police associations and every Republican voted for the bill except Michelle Eugenti Rita. So apparently Michelle is against funding the police. Apparently she does not back the blue. Um, Why would she side with the ACLU and Democrats on this bill? Could it possibly be because Michelle Eugenti Rita is a rhino in conservative clothing. That's what we're talking about. So, yeah, so she made a pretty bad name for herself. Like, she's not reading the writing on the wall, you know, and uh, at the, uh, at the, uh, era, uh, yeah, we're going to play it, guys. <laughs> yes, we are going to play it. I promise you, we're going to play it. She gets herself booed off the stage, ladies and gentlemen, because everyone can see who this woman is. She just does not look in the mirror hard enough. I'm pretty sure she looks in the mirror a long time. She looks like the kind of person that stares at herself in the mirror, but she's not looking hard enough at herself to know that she was going to get slaughtered at an event like this with the record that she has. Did she think that she was speaking to an audience of unengaged individuals who are half asleep or blue-pilled? Because apparently, it seems like that's what she was thinking she was getting herself into. We got a couple of different angles on this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the first. Welcome to the stage, Senator Michelle Eugenti Rita. Thank you so much. My name is Michelle Eugenti Rita, and I'm running to be your next Secretary of State. It has been, look, pay attention. It has been nearly 250 years since our country declared our independence, severed ties with the king, and formed a new country that ushered in a concept that the world has never seen or heard of. Freedom. Anchored by by three great words that this society or culture has never uttered. We the people. So So why don't you listen to what I have to say? Well, we the people. 
people who are empowered by our founding. Listen. Fine, okay. I am running to be your next Secretary of State. I'm going to win the primary. Thank you very much. I'm going to be your next Secretary of State because I've been spending long nights with Katie Hobbs and we, uh, we, we, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to win the primary. Okay. Yeah. Because it's rigged, right? Not after 2020, my friend. Not after the audit that you did not support. Michelle, Eugenti, Rita, I don't care how many long nights of wine and chocolate-covered strawberries and whipped cream that you spent with Katie Hobbs, okay? You ain't gonna win this primary. It's gonna go to Mark Fincham. I wish he had spoken. Did he speak? I went through about a lot of these, but I did not hear about Mark Fincham speaking at this event. He should have spoken. He should have spoken. I mean, that's her contender right there. Primary, Republican on Republican. She says she's gonna win. I don't think she's going to win. I really got, I mean, if she still thinks she should run, <laughs> does anyone believe that she thinks that she should still run? She probably does, right? She probably believes that she should still run even after. And you know, it's not everyone that was just in the audience. Think about everyone that wrapped around the building five times trying to get in. All of those people are probably against Michelle Eugenti Rita also. Like she is, she is, totally tone deaf and blind tone deaf and blind that brings us to this young man i can say that because he's younger than me um you guys might recognize this face with the displaced voice <laughs> that's what the audience said everyone was like that doesn't sound like that's his voice conrad jordanson no i can't i can't do a conrad <laughs> My voice, yeah, no, not that deep, okay. <laughs> but Jordan Conradson, okay, Jordan Conradson, uh, he is the uh, he is the uh, rising star reporter out of the Gateway pundit, uh, who's been who's been on the ground with the election audit from day one. I remember Conrad Jordanson's first uh, first story. I was like, wow, thank you for the information, bro. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so uh, poor, poor Jordan Conradson. I shouldn't even say poor. This man knows what it takes to be a journalist, a press member in this day and age. I think the rest of the press, right, the rest of the fake news media, lamestream media, all those yahoos, they're the ones who forgot what it meant to have integrity for their work, journalism, right? This man knows. This man got arrested. This man got kicked out of the stadium. You know, the, there, were, there were no charges filed against him, but that's what it means to have journalistic integrity. He was willing to make that sack, not even make it. He, he just, he took it, guys. Like this was, he was attacked Freedom of speech, First Amendment, attacked by that viper, and viper not in the sexy way, viper, trash woman, Michelle Eugenti, Ure uh, Uresti, Michelle Eugenti Rita, okay, 
calling on the cops, saying that this young man, this journalist, harassed her. Uh, because, again, this is the woman who uses the Me Too movement to her benefit, right? To get attention, to get things, people on her side. Oh, look at me. I'm the victim. I'm Michelle Eugenti Rita. Look at me. Okay. So she tells the cops that Jordan is harassing her. I mean, she wouldn't answer his questions. I mean, I mean, I don't, I mean, you, we'll show you the video. We have the video. If you haven't seen it, there is video about the entire the entire engagement uh, between Michelle and Jordan and the police officers. Okay. Um, and it was ridiculous that I think the police responded the way that they did. And, you know, even when I was going through uh, some of the, uh, some of the, the mainstream headlines and searches like a DuckDuckGo or whatever. And I, I, you know, typed in my search for this story, the left press, the, the lamestream fake news media out there, their headlines read, man harasses Michelle Eugenti Rita. <laughs> and if it wasn't that, it was all supposed journalists. Like, she considered him a supposed journalist. Well, obviously, Michelle Eugenti Rita does not read the Gateway Pundit because then she would know that this is an up-and-coming rising star of journalism doing it old school unlike people do nowadays uh, you know i sit behind the computer <laughs> this man's on the street getting the story getting the interviews and also writing the articles uh, the way a uh, true true the way i mean you know i didn't go to journalism school i don't know anything about it but you know he's doing it the way that they used to do it and and he's going to jail for his work as well a true, a true boon. He stands up for the First Amendment, this man does. So anyways, uh, let's go ahead and check out that video I'm telling you guys about with uh, Jordan Conradson and that fake dumpster woman senator, Michelle Eugenti uh, Rita. All right, here it is, guys. Here it is. All right, enjoy. <laughs> Senator Kelly Callison's election integrity bills. 
in the Senate. Do you think that's why you got booed off the stage? Senator, do you think that's why you got booed off the stage? Senator, do you think that's why you got booed off the stage? Are you here seeking an endorsement from Trump? Are you going to answer my question, Senator? You're running for chief election officers of the state. Why did you kill election integrity bills? Michelle, you gently read it. Did you just try to have me arrested for harassing you? That's a yes or no. Michelle, Michelle, Senator Michelle, you gently read it. Did you just try to have me arrested? State Senator Michelle, you gently read it. Did you just try to have him arrested? That's what Katie Hawks did. Michelle, you're dead to read it. Can you answer a question? Please. Your constituents want answers. Senator, you're dead to read Are you going to answer one of my questions? Or are you going to ask the police to arrest me again? Senator, you're dead to read Why did you kill Kelly Townsend? Senator Kelly Townsend's election integrity bills. I'm asking you questions. You're an elected official. You need to answer them. They can't arrest me for asking questions. How are you kicking me out? Because a person who said that you committed something that was harassing today. So you're required by tech, uh, Arizona law to leave. Really? Let's go. Who, who was that? Right That's not right. Come on. Get your hand off me. One chance. Just tell me what's going on. You've now officially been told. It's you, you guys are kicking me out of this. trespassing. You're on private property. Okay, you're being asked to leave the property. If you do not leave the property, you'll be arrested. Street, off the public street. Go, keep moving. Turn around and walk. Don't turn, turn around Whoa. and walk. All right. So that's some of the tribulations people will go through when they're trying to uphold the First Amendment and hold the people whom are elected accountable. So there you go. That's what, four or five strikes for uh, Senator Michelle, Michelle, <laughs> yeah, Michelle Ugenti Rita, just a trashy woman, she's trash, she's a cop caller, she can't, she's like, oh, I can't, you annoy me, I'm going to call the cops, like, I can't stand people like that, <laughs> I just can't, I cannot do it. Uh, let's see, so what, it, what it, did it say about uh, Michelle Ugenti Rita, uh, so apparently, uh, this is what she said. I want to get like a, a, a nicer, a nicer pickup. Let's let's just torture you guys with this one real quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, so apparently, like I said, guys, she says a so-called reporter was removed by police and event security from an event yesterday after repeatedly harassing me. Then Kelly Townsend encouraged him to break the law by committing trespassing and by re-entering the building to continue to harass me. Um, and, and this is what Kelly Townsend, Senator Kelly, and by the way, Senator Kelly Townsend was called out, uh, not in a bad way. He was uh, uh, given a shout out. She was given a shout out by President Trump. It was uh, Wendy, Kelly, and Borelli. Wendy, Kelly, and Borelli. It's Kelly Townsend, Wendy Rogers, and Sonny Borelli. People who have been fighting hard for their constituents in the state of Arizona. Kelly Townsend was one of the authors of the election integrity bills that this Michelle Ugenti trash woman 
uh, basically like, look at her. She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> She's like, ah, ah, ah. I'm Michelle, you genty Rita. And I want to have a threesome with a lobbyist and my husband. That's Michelle, you genty Rita. In fact, she, never mind. I'm just like, never mind. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Okay, guys. All right. So anyways, anyways, okay. <laughs> anyways. Um, all right. So with this Michelle Eugenti Rita person, um, Kelly Townsend uh, said basically that this is libel. They should sue her. They should sue her. Um, I, she says, I did not encourage uh, Jordan Conradson to break the law. I defended him against your tyranny and violation of the First Amendment. You have violated your oath, Michelle Eugenti. At this point, you need to resign. This woman... This is going to go everywhere, guys. It's going to go everywhere. She has no hope, just like Katie Snobs, Katie Hobbs, unless unless they're able to rig another election. And, and you know, you know, maybe the reason why she said, I will win the primary is because she killed the election integrity bills that would have prevented her from losing. Ah. That could very well be it because she knew she would not win the primary, you know. I mean, I'm sure that her and Katie Hobbs dreamed it up on those long nights together, right? But all I'm saying is she doesn't stand a chance after this. Like, this rhino is exposed. And we'll keep on saying it. It is rhino hunting season. And uh, her number is up. Go for the tusks, guys. Go for the tusks. All right. Okay. Where does that take us, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> we do have a few more stories for you guys here tonight at the Sea Report. Uh, I was trying to get us at 930 because I, uh, I had some things to do. I had some appointments to keep and I had some people to meet. But we're almost done. We're going to get a couple more stories in and then I'll let you guys go. Unless you guys got to go, then uh, then I can I can go ahead and we can we can save this for tomorrow. <laughs> it is 930. I've been trying to keep it to two hours. Some nights you just can't help it. You know what I mean? Some nights you just can't help it. But it looks like you guys are having a good fun time out there. Hey, I see Slide Park, Two Rivers, Anka Vanka, Loyal to the Foil. Hey, sweets. What's up? How are you doing, Loyal? Good to see you. Connie Ketchup, Skeeter Burke. How you doing, Skeeter? My physics chick, you're awesome. And, uh, of course, oh, thank you, Dragon Fire Energy, and also Loyal for the cookies. Keeping that uh, cookie jar full. Uh, you guys, I think, missed it. Um, it got a little rowdy up in our uh, cafeteria here at the Sea Report a little earlier. Uh, I don't send anyone to time out, though, it's okay. But uh, let me see here real quick. Actually, let me see. Blonde Blue, Just V, I love you. Empress Beach, I love you guys. You are, you. I love you gals. Y'all are, are awesome. I love it, love it, love it. Let me see here real quick. Wait, don't tell me that was Connie McKenzie and not Con Connie McKenzie. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? Uh, yes, speak. Do, do so. Hit me up about Friday. We, we need to get, because I'm telling you guys, 
I can drive, but I don't have a car. So, and, and funds are limited. So uh, just let me know what's up the, the quicker to know the better. Um, but yes, but I do have two shows on Friday also. So we'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. Um, okay. Let me see here real quick. Let me see what I'm going to do real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry about the dead air. I am just seeing what's going on. Okay. Let me... We'll do a couple more stories. We'll do a couple more stories, and then I'll let you guys go. Okay, cool. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Connie ketchup's a hopping. Still, you're still hiding under the table. You're gonna, Aurelius is gonna be hiding under the table until I get this this thing off of my screen, right? Okay, Aurelius, you might want to stay under the table because what's coming next is not necessarily <laughs> is not necessarily gonna be that uh, that friendly either. You guys ready for this? Are y'all ready for this? No. Nah! <laughs> lady can we call her a lady who is that who is that look at just for effect <laughs> you guys just know by the look of that face this is a bad guy this is this is a uh, this is someone from the dark side right right sorry guys i'm not into star wars but if i were i would be a jedi i don't i don't like the dark side i don't deal with the dark side i don't care how sexy it looks i don't care how powerful it seems light always prevails ladies and gentlemen so i would be a jedi if i were into star wars but look at that <laughs> who is this duck lady that we see before us <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen, we talk about them every now and then. You guys, uh, if you guys have been listening to this show for any amount of time, you probably know exactly how I feel about the Federal Reserve Central Bank of America, right? So yeah, that's right, guys. My love letter to Arizona is officially done for the night, right? But, uh, okay, so back on March 27th of 2020, President Trump quietly quietly nationalized the Fed and brought it back into the Treasury of the United States of America, effectively ending their control of steering the way that the monetary policy, uh, of course, by the Federal Reserve's fake, uh, you know, um, um, uh, uh, guidelines uh, to ensure that they made more jobs, they controlled inflation, and printed the money, right? All of which they failed at, you know, okay? So whenever President Trump nationalizes the Fed, brings it back to the Treasury, well, the Fed has not been able to undo this yet, or I guess maybe that's not something that's on illegitimate Joe Biden's uh, to-do list, because it's something he most definitely could have done if he wanted to, but I guess, I guess if he did, it would bring to attention the whole fact that the Fed is now nationalized because not many people realize that, you know, when I found out about it, I was like, hey, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's like Andrew Jackson reincarnated. 
Okay. This swamp creature right here, that is Janet Yellen. I've mentioned Janet Yellen to you guys before briefly. We've never really gone too much into the current politic and bureaucracy of the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, etc. But Janet Yellen is our current Secretary Treasurer. Janet Yellen is also a former head of the Federal Reserve Central Bank. Um, and the reason why she is now our secretary treasurer is because in order for them to keep on doing the things that the Federal Reserve Central Bank do, they needed one of their people in as a secretary treasurer who is now in control of the Fed because Donald Trump, he uh, brought it back into the walls of the treasury, so to speak. So Biden appointed this swamp creature who was a former head of the Federal Reserve. Um, and she is now our secretary treasurer. And uh, I mean, they just do what they do over there at the Fed. They, they print money out of thin air. You know, they they supposedly keep us out of inflation and they supposedly fight deflation. They supposedly supposedly create jobs. Although I got to say the entire time that President Trump was uh, optically speaking in office and his administration was run in the country. I never saw the Federal Reserve creating jobs. I saw President Trump and all of his policies from deregulation to uh, the tax, uh, the business income tax being lowered, all of that stuff, bringing manufacturing back into our country. That was what was creating jobs. Nothing that the Federal Reserve Central Bank did anytime created jobs and inflation the only reason why inflation was down was because of all of the policies that President Trump and his administration were putting into America, right? Bringing back America, making it great again. So perhaps we could pay down this debt that we are enslaved to. Because after all, as you guys may have heard me say before, we indeed are debt slaves to the Federal Reserve Central Bank, and that is the way that it's been set up, but not many people can recognize that. Where are our reparations for being debt slaves to the Federal Reserve Central Bank? That's what I want to know, because after all, they take like what? A third to a quarter of everyone's check every year, and you get a measly what? few bucks back when you get your income tax, but all in all, as all of you all know in the audience, I know you guys know this. It is indeed unconstitutional, illegal, and inhumane to tax people's income because that is to say we're going to tax you to make a living. We're going to tax you to find out how to live. We're going to tax you for trying to be a productive citizen, which effectively makes us debt slaves because after all, the money that they print the money that they print is nothing but a debt loan. It's an IOU. And that sounds simple enough. But picture this. If you have money that you lend to a government at interest, and the only way that they can pay that interest down is with the same money that they are, they are receiving that is printed by a central bank that has interest on it, well, honey, you ain't ever going to get out of debt. Because if you have to print interest-bearing uh, interest money in order to pay off the interest on the money that was given to you, you might as well be paying a credit card with the credit card. And that's exactly what they're doing. And that's exactly what this ish, uh, topic is about today. Because uh, we have um, the uh, treasurer secretary, uh, 
Janet Yellen <laughs> here looking like Howard the Duck, okay? <laughs> Calling on Congress and letting them know that um, they're officially going, we are officially going to be re reaching our debt ceiling, okay? So what does that mean? That means that they need to raise the debt ceiling and they need to print more money. And when that happens, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you follow, it's just going to devalue our currency even more. It's going to create more debt. How is it that when they print X amount of dollars, the debt of the country goes up like percentage wise, exponentially? Well, that is because of the compounded interest on all of this debt. Like how on earth can you expect to pay off interest with debt bearing interest? You know, like it just doesn't make sense. You know, when I wrapped my head around it, it enraged me. And that's when I woke up, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, Yellen, this uh, Howard the Duck Yellen here, clarified that congressional action to increase the debt limit does not authorize additional spending. Rather, it simply allows the Treasury to pay off previously enacted expenditures. You see that? Now, that was part of her letter that she sent to Congress. Uh, and let me go ahead and get that. Oh, well, I, I, we, we, okay, well, let's talk a little bit first before we get to the letter. Now, According to, uh, to, according to this article, uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen urged congressional leaders to suspend or raise the national debt limit before August 1st. Now, the reason why she would have to do that is because under President Donald Trump, Congress, through Bipartisan Budget Act of August 2019, which is set to expire on the 31st of this month, suspended the United States from borrowing from the Fed. Very smart, because by disallowing Congress to use the Fed as their credit card, they would not be able to get more money and to go further into debt. Now, the Biden administration has yet to reveal its plans um, to deal with the national debt, right? Well, we kind of probably, we already know where it's going. Janet Yellen sends over a nice little letter over to the Biden administration. And that's just basically a green light, light, light. We're doing this, right? Like, you're already in debt to this bank enough, America. You're already in debt to us up to your gills, right? You know, so... Uh, this is just basically a formality that we're seeing here. Now, the debt ceiling is a legal limit on the amount of borrowing the Treasury can do. When the federal government spends more than it collects, it borrows money to cover the differences commonly by issuing IOUs in the forms of U.S. Treasury securities. Okay, By the end of 2020, the federal government had hit its debt limit of $22 million, and as of June 30th, an additional $6.5 trillion had been borrowed, bringing the total of our federal debt to $28.5 trillion, ladies and gentlemen. Now, as I said in this letter, Yellen did say that if we increase the debt limit, it's not to create more spending. It's only to cover the costs of previously enacted expenditures, which means, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to have to borrow even more money. Okay. Now here's the fancy smanchy letter from Howard the Duck Yellen. Okay. 
I'm gonna, we're not gonna read through all of this. It's only two pages, but still. But just some highlighted points, because my highlighter's not working. I had to do the scribble scrabble. As you know, the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2019 suspended the statutory debt limit through Saturday, July 31st, 2021. I'm writing to inform you that beginning on Sunday, August 1st, 2021, the outstanding debt of the United States will be at that statutory limit. So there she's putting them on notice. If Congress is not acted or suspended, acted to suspend or increase the debt limit by Monday, August 2nd, 2021, Treasury will need to start taking certain additional extraordinary measures in order to prevent the United States from defaulting on its obligations. Kind of makes you wonder, what are extraordinary measures in the eyes of the Federal Reserve? It says increasing or suspending the debt limit does not increase government spending, nor does it authorize spending for future budget proposals. It simply allows Treasury to pay for previously enacted expenditures. The current level of debt reflects the cumulative effect for all prior spending and tax decisions, which have been made by administrations and Congresses of both parties over time. Failure to meet those obligations would cause irreparable harm to the United States economy and the livelihoods of all Americans. Makes you wonder exactly what they would do. Even the threat of failing to meet those obligations has caused detrimental impacts in the past, including the sole credit rating downgrade in the history of the nation in 2011. So they threaten is what they do, ladies and gentlemen. That's the game that they play with the Fed. They mean business, and they've done it several times in the past. Uh, but here we go. And, you know, I just wanted to highlight this to you guys because uh, it's something that it, it plays out repeatedly. Like this is all this is all a formality right here. They already know. I mean, that's why Biden is where he is. That's why all of the people are where they are. That's why Yellen, this Howard the Duck looking creature here, is most definitely the secretary treasurer at this point in time. I mean, I'll I'll give her I'll give to her. You know, she has a pretty a pretty fashionable jacket blazer on there. You know, I, I do like that, but you know, that Howard the duck face anyways. So um, as I was saying, uh, it's uh, the office of um, the office of congressional budget. They had said the timing and size of revenue collections and outlays over the coming months could differ noticeably from CBO's projections. Therefore the extraordinary measures could be exhausted and the treasury could run out of cash either earlier or later than what is projected. So there you go. I'm saying like they're going to raise the debt ceiling to cover any expenditures that have already been acted. And they're probably going to raise it again in order to spend more money. And that's not even to mention the trillions of dollars that they want for this, uh, this, uh, this green new deal infrastructure package. A lot of stuff is coming up guys with that, but we'll see where it goes because when president Trump was in office, he was looking to really beat out the Fed and get them gone. Like he was going to go the, the route of Russia and he was going to kick these jagoffs out of the United States, just like Andrew Jackson did. And Andrew Jackson was the last successful president to rid the United States of these debt slave masters. Right. And to actually free us up to where we could have money that and, and that has real value and retains it and thereby giving us a real economy, the likes which we've never seen before, guys. So I will hold my breath if I have to, because I still believe in my heart that we will get there, ladies and gentlemen. I still believe that these are the guys that woke me up 
the Fed and people like that. I still believe in my heart that we, the people worldwide, will shake off the chains and the rattles of these snakes that have held us down for so long. I believe it. I believe we will. I believe it is our destiny to beat these Babylonian money magic people. Like, it's going to happen. I believe it in my heart. And once we get there, ladies and gentlemen, the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. We won't know what to do with all of the liquid, um, the liquid prosperity that we will have in our hands. Like, I believe it. I see it. I, it's, it's more than that. Like, I just, I know that uh, is something that we will see. I think I'll see it in my lifetime, but it's going to take us doing our jobs as the Patriots being awake and active and taking back and taking responsibility for our country and our freedom. All right, let's go ahead and go over to the VA Veterans Affairs Department. What do we have going on over here? Well, it seems, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, some really bad, uh, this could be considered pretty bad news, guys. <laughs> now, we have this whole vaccine situation, right? And we know that Europe is in a rage right now because of what's going on with the vaccine passports. But now the Biden administration has deemed the Department of Veterans Affairs to be the first federal agency, the first federal agency to mandate vaccines for their staff. Not good, guys. Not good, guys. Uh, so it says here, the Department of Veterans Affairs is requiring employees to get COVID-19 vaccines. Now, these vaccines are mandated for Title 38 employees. So if you are a Title 38 employee in the, uh, the Department of uh, Veterans Affairs, you have to get it. Now, the Title 38 personnel, that includes uh, people like doctors, dentists, dentists, and registered nurses. The employees have eight weeks to get fully vaccinated. And fully vaccinated means getting both Pfizer or Moderna, Moderna shots or the single Johnson & Johnson jab. If employees refuse, they could be fired. It's a pretty grim day when you're federal. I mean, we could expect this on the federal level. What I'm really wondering is because, for example, in the state of Texas, uh, Governor Greg Abbott did sign a bill that made it illegal for any government agencies of the state to mandate vaccines. So... I mean, I understand that the VA is more of a federal thing, but is that going to fly in a state like the state of Texas where it's illegal to mandate a vaccine? I don't know. We'll have to pay attention to that one for sure. It said the department pointed to how dozens of medical groups, including the American Hospital Association, just came out to support forced vaccinations, Nuremberg style. The agency said four employees have died from COVID in recent weeks and they were all unvaccinated and that there has recently been an outbreak among both unvaccinated employees and trainees at one of the agency's training firms. Again, the Biden administration last month, talk about a flip flop, right? The Biden administration last month said federal agencies generally shouldn't force their employees to get a COVID-19 vaccine as a precondition for working in person. So he just flip-flopped on that hard, and now he's mandating that uh, those who work 
at the Department of Veterans Affairs get their vaccines. There's no other way around it for them. And it is a darn shame, ladies and gentlemen. It is a darn shame. All right, that's going to take us to our final story for tonight. Let me see if this is the right picture. Nope, that's not. That's the one we're looking for. This is an interesting story, ladies and gentlemen, about Wuhan and about the Institute of Virology that has been in the news so much lately when we're talking about Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci going at it and Fauci basically cracking under the pressure. And of course, you know, we've heard how the Biden administration has uh, basically dismantled any types of investigations into the origins of COVID-19. We've seen even the WHO and the Chinese government pretty much look down and, and halt any type of investigations into whether or not the COVID-19 um, a ger- germ, you know, chemical warfare, uh, biological warfare came from Wuhan. And if anyone or anything else had to do with it, that wasn't naturally from a water market or whatever the heck the thing is called. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now we have this information uh, that in fact, the country of France actually are the ones who started all of this with the Chinese government. The country of France were involved heavily in helping the Chinese government design, create, and staff the Wuhan Institute of Virology Biosafety Level 4 Lab, in which it is this commentator's belief that COVID-19 first came from. Now, the United States federal government should have stopped funding research for the Wuhan Institute of Virology in 2015. Now, never mind that they had already put a moratorium on that. But then, of course, that moratorium ended, I think, in 14, when China reduced its cooperation with the French. Okay. now the French helped build and operate this lab in Wuhan, China. Okay, and um Uh, Basically, what we had seen here is that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was was initiated in 2004 as a joint project between France and China. France provided the lab's design, biosafety training, and much of its technology. The French envisioned the Wuhan Institute as an open and transparent lab that would serve the global scientific community in studying potential pandemics, according to a State Department cable that came through in April of 2018. It said that a Wuhan-based French consulate official worked on science and technology cooperations in China was divulging this information. While top French politicians supported the collaboration, French security and defense experts did not. National security officials did not want to share sensitive technology with an oppressive country that was not an ally, and they feared the lab could one day be transformed into a biological arsenal, which indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like that is exactly what it has and is becoming. The project took more than a decade to complete, And in February 2017, a high-level French and Chinese official, they held a ceremony to mark the lab's accreditation. Then French Prime Minister Bernard Cazenovu said at the time that it was a celebration of Franco-Chinese scientific cooperation. 
To support the China-French project, France would make its technical expertise available to China to support the continuous improvement of the laboratory's quality and safety. It also had a budget of 1 million euros per year for five years, and that would fund 50 French scientists to help train the Chinese lab workers. The director of INSERM, a French public research organization that helped set up the Wuhan lab and um, also um, helped them maintain regulations and security procedures at the lab. But as, as time went on, little by little, the lab completely escaped the control of the French scientists who were, according to an agreement between Paris and Beijing, there to supervise the work of the Chinese researchers in Wuhan um, and the 50 French researchers who were to work in the lab for five years never left. So little by little, China got the French out of this project that was originally joint project between the two. And now, now they've been booted out, basically, is what has happened here. Now, in 2015, a French intelligence official warned the United States Department and their own foreign minister that China was cutting back on the agreed collaboration of the lab. And by 2017, the French were kicked out of the lab and cooperation ceased between China and France. As early as 2009, the United States Department, then under former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, they did express concerns about Wuhan lab and they asked French how uh, China planned to vet incoming foreign researchers, but nothing else was done about it. That was released in a WikiLeaks, according to them. Uh, between October 2009 and May of 2019, the United States Agency of International Development, otherwise known as USAID, and uh, you guys might see as we do a few more stories this week that USAID, again, the United States Agency for International Development, they got their hands in a lot of things, okay? But they provided $1.1 million to United States-based EcoHealth Alliance for a sub-agreement with the Wuhan Institute of Virology EcoHealth Alliance also received funding from the Department of Defense, Defense's Threat Reduction Agency that was a subcontractor to the Wuhan lab. So it seems like we were up in that all day long and the business that they were having, we were definitely involved in here in the United States as far as funding and stuff like that. And you can see why with all of these records on hand, Dr. Fauci would be squirming in his seat because he was not expected to be called a liar, a perjurer, let alone a murderer, and responsible for everything that's going on around the world in regards to this COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, closing up, it says the NIH, Defense Department, and USID should have stopped sending United States federal funding to the Wuhan lab when the French warned the State Department in 2005. The State Department officials in charge of non-proliferation should have shut down all co um, cooperation. And in June, January of 2018, a State Department cable warned of a lack of highly trained technicians to operate the lab in, uh, in a cable first reported by the Washington Post, believe it or not. The U.S. officials who have visited the lab and made the warning via the cable were not permitted to return because they were asking too many questions. Very interesting story there, ladies and gentlemen. Very interesting indeed. 
Alrighty, folks, that takes us to the end of the C report for today. We went over a little later, but we're still doing good. And uh, we definitely have some stories for you guys tomorrow. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, if uh, if uh, dear old George Soros himself were not proof of that enough. Uh, but I thank you all for hanging out tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you had a good time. I know I did. I went ahead and have released the lotto for those of you who are uh, waiting to scratch. If you got an itch to scratch, have at it, my friends. All right. In the meantime, in between time, we will see you guys uh, again tomorrow. Should be about the same place, same time. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I think that's about all I got to say about that. Let me go ahead and make sure you guys get to that scratching. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out again. Again, we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, uh, till then, guys. Be good. Be safe. We all love America, but we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out, y'all. Have a great night.